Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? JLD here, and welcome to episode 1635 of EO Fire, where I chat with today's most successful entrepreneur seven days a week. Are you ready to turn your funnels on fire? A free step-by-step course is waiting for you at funnelonfire.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Philip McKernan. Philip, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely, 100%. Yes. Philip works with entrepreneurs and business leaders all over the world. He's worked with the Canadian Olympic team, the Pentagon, and has shared the stage with other speakers like the Dalai Lama and Richard Branson. He helps those seeking clarity about their future to move through roadblocks, both seen and unforeseen. Philip, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Yeah, I mean, I'm a father of two. I'm married to my wife who almost choked to death the other day. I had to do the Heinlich maneuver on my wife over dinner due the night. So that's given us a little bit of perspective over the last couple of days. Um, And I live in the United States. I lived in Canada for nine years. Uh, I'm from Ireland originally, and um, I live and work here now. I do retreats all over the world. um, And I coach people um, primarily in the entrepreneur space and and leadership space and uh, to help them kind of really examine their lives, make sure they're aligned in the work they're doing, uh, the relationships at home and the relationships within their own skin. What would you say of everything that you've done, of all you've accomplished, of all the experience that you've got over the years and gains, what is your area of expertise? Like, What is your specialty today? I've always stayed away from kind of putting myself as an, I don't consider myself an expert in anything really. And I know that will not necessarily, uh, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily give me this, this sense of, of, of huge focus. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I've, I've always been reluctant to put my name on a specific niche or, or genre or whatever, because I feel that I have so much to give the world and it's evolving all of the time and um, niching for some people makes sense for me it doesn't I think what I do extremely well um, and this is what I've been told is is I help people see the they either don't want to see or cannot see that's going to haunt them today or it's going to haunt them in the future so for example in the context of couples um scientifically it's been proven that couples wait two you know five years too late to work in the relationship I believe we wait kind of sometimes between five and 10 years too late to work on what really is going on internally, who we really are, what is our identity, and are we showing up every day, and is the work that we're doing every day a reflection and an extension of who we are, or is it just something we do on the peripheral and don't get a whole lot of meaning from it? And what I'm very good at doing is is really uncovering what your individual truth is, and, and not telling you how to live a life, but drawing out of you the life that you personally want to live and helping you get there. So what would you say one thing in that area that you just talked about is something that we as entrepreneurs should know, but we probably don't? There's a number of things that entrepreneurs and people in general kind of mix up and don't see or don't want to see. Is it One is entrepreneurs often mix up the difference between excitement and passion. Um, I meet entrepreneurs, you know, every single day who tell me they're passionate about what they do, but they're not really passionate about what they do. They're excited. Um, sometimes it represents excitement that historically wasn't there in their lives. So they're trying to tell me, but really they're trying to convince themselves that what they're doing every day is really super exciting and more importantly, passionate. And that's what they're here to do. What I have found most cases is that's not necessarily the case. What people are doing is they're executing their talent, but they're not honoring their gifts. And their gift is a space where they have this incredible ability to impact other people in a very positive way, not just helping them um, in a service capacity or making more money or whatever it happens to be. So, you know, when, when you get when you get entrepreneurs open to that possibility 
and really start to explore that possibility and play with that possibility, it's extraordinary to watch what they can end up doing with their lives and the impact it'll make on the people around them. But more importantly, is the fulfillment that they personally feel as a result of that transition or pivot within their business is extraordinary. What's one way that we can identify the difference between passion and excitement so we know that we're moving in the right direction? It absolutely does not exist in the intellectual world. It's, it's a feeling. It's a, it's, a, it's a knowing. It's a deep, deep feeling that, no, I know, I know I'm on the right path. I don't think I am. I don't need to explain myself. I don't need to try and convince myself. And, and I think, you know, anybody that's listening that may be out of alignment in their lives, I think they know the challenge is that they want to see it. Do they want to stop, create the space and allow the feeling of discontent, allow the feeling feeling of misalignment, allow that feeling to kind of grow within them, to crawl up their back, to allow it to be and to, to honor it. But a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people in the world today, what we do is we just stay busy and we keep telling ourselves the same story. Now, listen, you may be very aligned, but would you rather know that you're... So, for example, I used to attract a lot of people who historically were being reactive. So they'd come to me when their businesses were challenged. They'd come to me when they were feeling out of alignment. They'd come to me when they'd hit a bit of a wall emotionally, mentally, and in some cases physically. Now what's happening is I've got this new wave of energetic, you know, um, you know, driven entrepreneurs who want to make an impact in the world, but they want to make sure that they're doing it in alignment. They're being proactive in that process. So to me, a lot of entrepreneurs don't want to stop and recognize the places in their lives where they're misaligned. And a lot of entrepreneurs are very successful on the ice, but they, they take the same methodology off the ice into their personal lives and try to bring this fixed attitude to home and relationships. But of course, they're dealing with emotion. So a lot of entrepreneurs are successful on the ice. They're successful on paper, but they don't, they're not necessarily satisfied in this world. You told us the story of your wife choking, you performing the Heimlich maneuver, giving you some new perspective on life. Let's go to some perspective when you maybe weren't rocking it business-wise when you were struggling, when you were having obstacles and challenges, and specifically what you would consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. So, Philip, can you take us to that moment and tell us that story? One of the days was sitting in a basement suite in Edmonton, which is in a place called Alberta uh, in Canada. And um, there's nothing wrong with, you know, um, you know, Edmonton per se. It just wasn't for us. I mean, you know, you've got snow all year round. It's freezing cold. Beautiful people, but they tend not to be out in the streets. And I'm sitting in that basement and we just poured two and a half, probably just over two years of our life and the money, all the money we had into creating a real estate investment business. Um, and all of our funds, all of our investment funds were going to be coming from Ireland. And the Irish market literally went off a cliff. It didn't go down a hill. It didn't roll or bounce down a cliff. It went off the edge of a cliff and it didn't stop until it hit rock bottom and even beyond. So what that basically meant was all of the dollars and all the investment dollars that we were relying on and had been promised and had lined up basically evaporated in a very, very short space of time. So we were left in a foreign country um, Basically, you know, you know, with, 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 with nothing, we had poured all of our money that we had into this setting of this business up and doing it right. And, um, and basically we were, it was, it was over before it even started. So that was probably one of the worst. Having said that, if I look back now, I can see that that was probably one of the best moments because the unfortunate reality, if that did take off, if we did get busy and get traction and have those investment dollars, I'd probably be selling loads of real estate today. I'd probably be wealthier than I am on paper. But I would not be as satisfied as I am today in the work that I do. I absolutely, in my heart, 100% believe that. 
what was the thing that got you out of that? Like you were there in Alberta, like you were on the ground level, things weren't happening. What was your next move? Feel the pain uh, rather than just just executing and doing something else and getting busy again, which is the majority of what people do is to stop and say, OK, what is really going on here? Can I blame the economy? Absolutely. Can I blame myself? Absolutely. Can I blame uh, stuff that's unforeseen? Absolutely. But what's really going on here? And I had to take a seriously deep look at myself and look in the mirror and say, OK, McKernan, what do you not want to see here? And the reality, John, was I did not I did not want to do real estate. That's that's the ironic thing thing here. I no more wants to sell real estate than the man in the moon. I, it wasn't, it's not who I am as a person. It's not who I am as a man. It's not what I'm on this earth to do. So the pain of losing all our money, the pain of, of having a failed business, the pain of that was insignificant compared to the, the self judgment and the pain of not getting to what I'm actually here on this planet to do. That's where the real pain came in. And what I realized in that moment is, you know what, I have nothing to lose at this point. And I just said, screw it. And I ended up just putting out an email saying, okay, I'm going to do a little bit of this coaching thing. And I'll never forget, I got an email back within, I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating, but within 20 minutes, half an hour from one man who said, it's about effing time. He said, I've been waiting for you to do coaching for years. Where do I sign up? I said, you don't even know how much it is. He says, I don't give a I've seen you in action. I've sat with you. This is what you're on this earth to do type of thing. Um, so that was the real pain. The thing is, I failed doing something I didn't want to do. So it's easier to fail doing something you don't want to do because really you can always roll your eyes to heaven and say, well, it was the economy. Well, I was never really passionate about it. The challenge is, can you run the risk? And this is for, for your audience to consider. Can you run the risk of failing or dare I say it's succeeding at the very thing that you're on this earth to do. And that's what my next chapter of my, of my life was. And that is where I am right now. And, and it'll never change. Fire Nation, you need to remember, number one, good can sometimes be the enemy of great. I mean, when you're doing good at something and it's comfortable and you're there and it's cozy, that can really be trouble because you can say, wow, this is where I want to be because things are just working, things are clicking. And it doesn't push you out of that comfort zone. And the outside of the comfort zone is where all the magic is happening. And I just love how you put that, Philip. Feel the pain. You know, as entrepreneurs, we just want to put up this facade. We don't want we want to wear this armor that nothing ever gets inside. And we just have this bright, shiny face on Instagram and Facebook, and life is perfect. And it's not. Feel the pain, Fire Nation. Absorb it and then let it tell you what that next step is gonna be. And of course, Philip, your next step was an aha moment of sorts, but you've had a lot of aha moments. You've had a lot of what I would call great ideas. Tell us one of those stories. Tell us one of those great ideas that you've had over the years that you think would be informative and helpful for our listeners. Yeah, I mean, ideas come and go for me. I think when what when the magic happens for me is when that idea connects to an emotion, um, and that it tra- it kind of it leaves my brain, and I actually start to connect with it. And that's the challenge I have with traditional goal setting is a lot of people are goal setting in a very intellectual space, so they're they're creating things or making things up that they think they want that they think will make them happy, that they think will make them fulfilled. Um, but they're, they're not necessarily connected to those things at a very deep emotional level. So, um, you know, for, for me, you know, uh, you know, you know, you know, speaking for me, the idea of creating what I've done is I've created events and experiences that I believe people need. I don't look at the market and say, okay, what does the market want? Where is the gap in the market? And there I've, I'm going to pour my attention to that. That's one way of building a business. Um, I quite frankly don't give a about that. I, I basically look at, okay, what what is the pain points? And uh, for example, going back to our previous point, a lot of entrepreneurs don't seek help because they have this incessant need to try and figure all this 
out on their own. And this is not a, some sort of advertising for my for the work I do or the coaching that I do. Find anybody, find somebody, but don't be afraid to put your hand up and say, I need help. That is one of the downsides of many entrepreneurs I meet today is they're afraid to put their hand up and say, hey, I need some help. So I think for me, I think I, the thing I'm proudest of is having the courage, not, the, not, not even the idea or the intellect or the insight, the courage to pull the trigger and, and do the speeches when I'm asked to speak and do keynotes that I absolutely believe the audience want to hear, that I don't step on that stage trying to look good. And they're very, very different things. Telling people what they want to hear and trying to get on that stage and off that stage and looking good is a lot easier than standing on that stage, sharing what you believe to be absolutely true in the world today and receive both criticism and applause at the same time. And, and that to me is, is, has been probably, it may not answer your question specifically, but that's the thing I'm, the, I'm most proud of. And uh, I continue to execute as best I can every single day on that principle. What's something that you do at your events that you just think really works? Like what makes people come back for more? What makes people leave saying, wow, that was really worthwhile? What's that thing? I hear this all the time as I think two things. I think when I, when I speak to people or when I do a talk, as I often hear people saying, Jesus, were you just talking to me? I know there's 600 people in the audience or 2,000 <laughs> people in the audience or, or 50 people in the audience, but did, did, you, did you just craft that talk just for me? Um, so I don't know what that means. I, I haven't really done a deep dive on what that actually means, but that's one feedback I get. The, probably the most powerful thing I do or we do, I should say, we do is that um, and I say we, myself and the client, is that, you know, people think, or people, a lot of people think that I'm some sort of miracle worker. And I'm, I'm very good at what I do. But the thing is, I can only be as good as the clients I work with. So if they don't lean in and meet me 50% of the way and have the courage to open their heart, open their mind, to be challenged on what they hold to be true, or what they cannot even see, or in some cases don't want to see, that's where the magic happens. So probably the most powerful thing that I or we do in a room is when I go one-to-one with somebody and get them to a place where they actually see what they couldn't previously see so they can improve their lives in a way that historically wasn't available to them. So for example, I have so many clients who say, I I cannot believe my relationships are as good as they could be. Before I met you, and I'm not trying to take credit for this, before I met you, I actually believed. I used to tell myself I had an amazing relationship with my wife, my husband, my kids, myself. Um, You know, people saying to me, like, I, I can't believe I'm not just making really good money, but I'm doing that I want to do now, or I've pivoted my business and I'm enjoying it 10 times more than I used to. That's the stuff I get the joy from. When someone says, listen, my business has grown 20% or 50%, or, I don't really get any joy from that. I don't get any joy. I'm not saying it's not important to them, but that's, that's a byproduct of something much more important and much deeper, and that is putting a value on our own skin and, 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 and making sure that we are, are creating and living a meaningful life every single day so that we matter and what we do matters. I love that you brought it to the one-on-one. In Fire Nation, you can make an incredibly meaningful difference in that one-on-one environment. And so many people, especially entrepreneurs these days, they're just looking to do things that scale at massive levels, that leverage to the hilt. And yeah, you can get there if you want to get there. But a lot of times, Fire Nation is going to start one-on-one. And guess what? You might find that you love that one-on-one so much that you stay there. But that's where you learn the real problems, the real issues, that if you do want to create that product, that service, that community down the road, it's there for you. Or maybe you say, wow, I did just find my thing. This is it right here. So don't go right to scale, right to leverage. Go to that one-on-one, have that conversation, learn from other individuals and drive forward from there. If I could add one one thing to that, 
um, I often get people saying, how do you how do you get on that stage? So if, let's just say X stage and I'm speaking six or seven hundred people or more or whatever. Or how do you get on that podcast or how do you get how do you create retreats or how do you whatever the question is? And I go start with one client and they go, no, 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 you don't understand, Philip. No, no, you misunderstand my question is how did you get on that podcast? How do you get on that stage and go start with one client? Yeah. Start with one client. Start with one client. Everybody in the world, every entrepreneur, I don't give a whether you're just starting out or you're at the end of your, 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 your path, whether it's in terms of your age or whether it's, it's how many years you've been in business, every single entrepreneur in the world should have a mentee or somebody that they're looking after. And some people say, well, hang on a second. I haven't got my together. I haven't got my own backyard in order. I would say that part of getting your own backyard in order is helping other people, not waiting till the journey is over, not waiting till you've established yourself, not waiting till you get to some magical destination before you send the lift back down to help other people. And I don't mean that down in a condescending way, but to support other people. It's part of the journey. Starting one client, that is the greatest education in the world and it will open up things in you that's not why you do it you do it because you're unconditionally giving but it'll open up things in you that you cannot even fathom fire nation people ask me john how'd you get to episode 1635 and i say i started episode one like i started at episode one four and a half years ago i mean that's where we all start fire nation one step at a time now philip is going to be dropping value bombs in the lightning rounds we're going to take a quick minute first to thank our sponsors Fire Nation, do you ever wake up feeling like you've already run out of energy or like your stress levels are raging? Starting your day off right is critical to having a productive day. And when your energy is down or your stress levels are high, your ability to focus on your business is compromised. So how can you be sure a lack of energy and stress are the last thing standing in your way of having a super productive day? For me, it's with Organifi Green Juice. Organifi Green Juice is packed with 11 energy-bumping and stress-stopping superfoods and herbs, which means you'll get long-lasting energy throughout the day so you can crush your to-do list. Plus, Organifi Green Juice tastes delicious. I know because I drink it daily. See for yourself. Visit Organifi.com and save 20% with promo code FIRE. That's O-R-G-A-N. IFI.com promo code FIRE. Fire Nation, my three greatest strengths are productivity, discipline, and focus. And it took me four years to master these skills. And they are the reason that I've been able to build EO Fire into a multi million dollar a year business. Good news. I've created a step-by-step guide for you to master these three skills as well in 100 days. It's called The Mastery Journal. Master productivity, discipline, and focus in 100 days. To learn more and begin your journey of mastering these skills, visit themasteryjournal.com. Philip, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I think so. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? A lack of self-worth. What's the best advice you've ever received? I'll tell you the worst advice I've ever received is um, in business and in life is keep the emotion out of it. It's not possible and it's the most stupid piece of advice I've ever heard in my entire and utter life. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Taking space for myself um, without without the need to do anything with it, without the, the need to brainstorm or, or email or anything else. I take two days out every so often. And to me, that is the most valuable time. It puts a value on my own skin. And I just come back feeling more alive, a better father, a better husband, a better man, and a better business person as a result. If you could recommend one book, what would it be and why? 
I wouldn't recommend a book. I would recommend that you write your own book and you don't necessarily have to publish it. But I'm more interested in the wisdom that people carry with them every single day that they don't value as opposed to the wisdom in other books that people read and sometimes get genuinely authentic aligned value from. But often what it does is it, it actually influences them to start to question their own life and live a life that's not necessarily their own. So to me, I would ask you to put down your books for a period of time and write your own. And I don't mean literally write your own biography, but I'm talking about you know, journaling and bringing out what it is you know about this world and where could that add value to other people and could you and would you have the courage to actually share that publicly with the one with one desire and that is how can my story help other people because i think the most underrated stories in the world are the stories that we ourselves have lived and yet yes i believe they're the most powerful and beautiful let's end today on fire philip with you sharing a parting piece of guidance the best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye yeah, I mean, I think I think the one thing that I would encourage every entrepreneur and leader in the world to consider is 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 often you know when we think about confidence or self worth is is in the in the entrepreneurial leadership space it's not an area that's up for discussion because it's automatically assumed that leaders and entrepreneurs have a great degree of self worth. But I want to leave with one parting piece of well, call it wisdom, call it a challenge, call it something for you to consider, and that is just because you're good at what you do doesn't mean you like who you are. And there's a lot of people today that are very successful on paper. They don't really feel that satisfied. They don't really like who they are when the lights are turned off at night. And what I would ask you to do respectfully is to challenge that to look at that to do a deep dive about is that even a remote possibility when that starts to shift we get then start to give ourselves what we feel we deserve which basically means that the benchmark in our lives everything around us all the all the posts all the bars naturally and organically raise and you start to give yourself more joy more fulfillment more money in some cases more success in an organic capacity um in terms of people connecting with me, there's two ways. Uh, philipmckernan.com is my main website and then Give and Grow, which is a documentary we just recently published. And if people are interested in at least watching the trailer, uh, they may be drawn to it. If not, uh, I, I, I respect that. So giveandgrow.com. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with PM and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Philip in the search bar, and his show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been chatting about today. Links, timestamps, everything, it's right there. And of course, philipmckernan.com, and check out that trailer as well, giveandgrow.com. Philip, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Philip today. And if you are ready to master productivity, discipline, and focus in 100 days, visit themasteryjournal.com and I will catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Start your day off the right way, Fire Nation, with Organifi Green Juice. Visit Organifi.com and save 20% with promo code FIRE. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com promo code FIRE.